congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. She was so nice, you know. We just, we never talked to her. She kept to herself all the time. Didn't know she had 20 <laughs> bodies buried in the backyard. <laughs> when she was actually just a uh, very... Very mild-mannered librarian. We thought she was a mild-mannered librarian, but... Who happened to really love Star Wars a whole lot. Yeah. Turns out she was decapitating people with a, with a lightsaber and burying them in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so I just know my solution was just to not make any friends, because nobody was like me. Well, you know, see, aren't you glad that you made friends with us? Yes. I don't think you really had a choice, no though. because I, You're going to be my friend whether you want to or not. I creepy. suppose I should probably explain so that everybody else will get the inside joke here um our tiny little library finally um got a grant to hire a part-time librarian and vivian came to apply for the job and she walked in and i just knew i just knew she was going to be like us there are so many people that you probably run into in your life that are just like you but you'd never know it because you're silent like you keep things to yourself because you know people are going to think you're weird like i do i do star wars cosplay and for those of you who don't know what cosplay is, it, it means basically dressing up when it's not Halloween. Yeah, it's basically uh, adults playing dress up. Only your costumes cost hundreds of, th of dollars, maybe even thousands of dollars. So I didn't. Yeah. My ex-brother-in-law's brother loved to cosplay. Really? Mm -hmm. What did he cosplay as? I don't even know. Japanese random characters. Oh, probably that, anime. Like tigers. Like everybody's weird in their own way. So oh, that's I don't very know. true. Weird. That's very yeah. true. So I do Star Wars cosplay. I own three lightsabers. She brought her lightsaber to the library the other day. Yeah, I thought. yeah. I actually performed at a friend's wedding. I did a Star Wars belly dance. How did that go, Sith. by the way? That went really well. Did I screwed it? up a little bit, belly dance. but uh, it went really well. And but anyway, people <laughs> cool. think uh, the the normies they think it's kind of strange when you tell them that you put on Star Wars costumes because like, isn't that a kids movie? You know, why are you doing that? Um, but uh, like some of the groups I've worked with, they do what they call cosplay, like like for a good cause uh, oh. they visit children's hospitals um and they cheer up you know kids that are sick they do um the autism peace walk they do the down syndrome buddy walk you know they do different charity events and costume and um it's all about you know like making kids happy and raising awareness for certain causes and things like that so you know we do what we do but she even made her it's weird she, vivian even made her own costume for the yeah, for, yeah. I, I ran into her at it was Sudercon. funny because i met sudokan i'm walking she's like martha martha and i see this woman so she has this wig on right or was, a was white it a wig? wig and it a was bun. a white wig. Yeah. And she's hollering at me, and I'm looking at her going, do I know this woman? And it turned out to be Vivian in a costume. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, oh, okay. I have a I have a Jedi librarian costume. It's very cool. Yeah. I, it, the it, the tabard is hand-painted with, like, the official Jedi librarian. Um, we don't care if they think it's weird. Yeah, they find out that you like Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica or, you know, you play a lot of video games and, you know, they just think you're, you're strange. They don't understand it. So I just keep those things to myself because... Just, if they yeah. make fun of you, just make fun of them for... Watching football and playing $60 for a football jersey of a guy that's going to switch teams in two months. <laughs> or get arrested for domestic violence. That's a good one, yeah. Or, you or know. dog fighting. Or it's whatever. usually domestic violence, though. Yeah. I'm in good company, I guess. Yes, you are. I think you found your tribe, Vivian. Probably. All right, so we're going to try this experiment. We have to try to figure all this crap out before we do our event. And all day I've been stressing out. And they're like, you have a whole month to worry about your equipment problems because I want to get all of our microphones set up. And I need to get a speaker. And I need to make sure all the cords work. And they were really making fun of me today. So the other thing is, we've never done Facebook Live. So how do we know we're going to do it right? So I thought... It'd be cool if we tried it a couple of times, not only to make sure we know how to work it, but you get people who use the idea that they can see us on there, and then they'll be more likely to come back when we do our thingamajig live. No, I'm just waiting. Our thingy. So you haven't actually started the live video yet? Uh, I press that button, it says start live But video. that's how you, you do it. You do it the way that I showed you how to do it? 
Me? I don't know how to do any of this crap. That's a skill you can put on your resume. I know how to do Facebook Live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because I'm, I'm, you know. You can start any time, Tyler. I'm all the time curious about anything. So when Facebook Lives first started showing up, Mm -hmm. I had to look around on Facebook and figure out how to do Facebook Live because, not that I was ever going to do it, but I had to know how to do it because it was something new and I want to do it. As long as you don't use We're it to, live. to do concerts or anything like that, it's so annoying when people go to concerts and they hold up their phone or do Facebook Live, oh. and it's just really garbled noise, and it's yeah. dark, and it's blurry. <laughs> like, I'm at this awesome concert, oh my God, and you're like, you can't even see what's going on, and it sounds like a, like a fork dropped into a garbage disposal or something. <laughs> Of course, if you're at a Skrillex concert, that's what it sounds like anyway, I guess. Well, it sounds like we're not, fork, I don't even think, when it's live. Are you a Skrillex fan? I don't even know what they sing. You'd have to tell me songs. I don't know. It, it sounds I like a fork dropped fans. into a garbage disposal. <laughs> oh, well, oh, now you're going to piss off all the Skrillex fans. Thanks, Sorry, Vivian. Sorry, Skrillex fans. Everybody to their own. <laughs> some people like that. Some people like and some country. people dress up like Star Wars characters. Exactly. I have a there's friend that dresses wrong, but there's up. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, she goes no. to, and she actually makes her own costumes. Mm-hmm. And it's a Marvel comic kind oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah. And you dress up like villains. Who that? Um, Krista. Oh, that I work oh with. yeah, 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 yeah. Is she yeah. at the okay. one comic book store? Do it. New World no. Comics. Is she at New World Comics? I don't know. Because they do she, that. She, it might be through that. They do something called know. Superhero School, where people will dress up like superheroes, and yeah. kids come in and they get a class on superheroes. Bye. 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 Hi. We what, we have a viewer? viewer? Yeah, yeah. Two viewers now. Oh, my gosh. Because Hi. people, like, click on it and watch oh. us live, see? Echoing. See, I don't know how any of this works. Let's see how quickly we can lose those two people. You've already lost one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh, we're back up to two again. Oh. We have to be interesting enough to watch. Okay, so let's talk about sex. Quick. No. <laughs> Just okay, joking. I have a Just question. Joking. When you said that, I went up to three. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. That's a magical summoning word for viewers. (laughs) Sex, 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 sex. This isn't about sex. What is it? What's your question? It's of a personal nature, so kind of. But it's not about sex. I mean, I'm naked when I'm asking this question. You're not naked. They can see you. No, I mean, when I'm thinking about this question. Oh, what's the question? Okay, remember a few weeks ago when I told you I did not like the smell of my body wash? You don't like the smell of your body? My body wash. Wash? Yes, I remember. Shut up. <laughs> and so I got a new kind, and it's blackberry currant, some kind. It's like, what the hell is up with all of these scents? It's Probably. like, why don't they have just plain vanilla, and they don't have, you know, Tahitian Are you ecstasy. making fun of that Tahitian <laughs> one that I... <laughs> very berry swirl and lavender It's fields. marketing. It's all about I the know, marketing. I know, but why, when was it that everybody wanted to smell like a fruit basket or a field of flowers and not just like soap? <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> no, when did that happen? I never wanted to smell like soap. Didn't it start in the 90s with Bath and Body Works or something? Probably. It was stuff. probably all their fault. It or if smells they had like just something Kool-Aid. simple like like vanilla or something, but now so they Well, at least you don't smell like coochie. Well, no, that's what you take a shower and use soap for. <laughs> exactly. But I don't need to smell like fresh. I just stepped what out of a... Fresh! A blender, a smoothie blender. (laughs) (laughs) Smell like a smoothie blender. Before you buy. Sniff before you buy? Well, I do, but even when you smell it before you buy it, sometimes when you wash with it, it smells different. It does. And when you actually just smell it. I bought this body wash. I don't remember if it was Aveeno or what it was, but I bought this body wash and it smelled okay. And then as soon as I started using it in the shower, it smelled like old lady perfume and cat piss. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I returned it. It was so Horrible. Like, I, it didn't smell like that in the bottle at all, but as soon as I started scrubbing up, you could smell yeah. cat piss. It was horrible. It smells different. Do you have a you... cat? Are you sure your cat wasn't in there with you? I didn't have a cat at the time. I did not have a cat at the time. I have a cat now, and I could totally see her pranking me by peeing in my shampoo. Or cats you... are assholes. My you cat's a... evil. You get a body wash, and you wash with it, and that's all you can smell all day. Yeah. It's like your food tastes like it. You're, it's all you, you can smell. Your coffee tastes floral, and you're like, "Oh my freaking god! I don't need to smell." See, like, I don't. That's the reason I my the only thing my husband and I fight about the 
only thing. I'm not kidding. Laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. I love laundry detergent. I don't, All smells. Martha doesn't like any smell, I don't by like the way. Anything. So we should clarify that right now. I don't like anything that smells. <laughs> I just got into a confrontation with my boss because he has this reeking candle. It is Hemingway Scentsy. It reeks. It's delicious. And it makes the entire office reek. So. And Martha complains that she can smell it in the hallway of not her office. That's harassment. I think it's harassing. No, Martha is harassing him by harassment. Har- he's harassing your nostrils. That's what I think. It's it's air pollution. I'm literally going to go buy like the worst don't, air spray. Nicole. <laughs> Please don't. Possible. I'm sorry. And I, literally I take it all just back. start spraying it everywhere because you and your damn smelly Ooh, thing. I can't uh. help it. It's, it's literally like Hemingway. It's supposed to smell like books with a hint of vanilla and a little bit oh, of tobacco. It so is delicious. Gross. So it smells like like almost like a library cigar. A book, a if, you really make it smell like if you really want to make it smell like Hemingway, if you really want to make it smell like Hemingway, it'd be a drunk and booze and booze. Because he had all the polydactyls and stuff. But so, only yeah. in Cuba. It depends where he was at the time. I thought it was in Florida. <laughs> no, yes. the ca- well, he, it started in Florida, but then he moved to Cuba and didn't live in Florida anymore. She's an expert on Hemingway, well, which is why she's I'm offended an expert that I on don't Martha like the Gilmore. smell. No, it's because you are, you literally you complained about. You don't like any smells. You don't. I don't. Thank the you, The other day, Thank I like used I lotion, and it was cocoa butter. That's the only thing it smelled like. I used like, the lotion. And she complained until it soaked in my skin. Like, you know the one she liked a few months ago? Yeah. I still uh-huh. have it. I put it on today before we came in here. And then she bitched about it while she was walking in. Three months ago, she told me she liked it. Do you have any more of that lotion right now? Because my hands are really in my office. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, we're in a closed space. So the, any, the only thing Ron and I fight about is laundry detergent. Because he likes the stench kind, and I like the anti-stench kind. I just wanted to smell clean. The smell of bleach mm. is wonderful. It's clean. It doesn't have any lingering scent afterwards. So when you sweat, all of a sudden you smell like a French whore. Not always. Just do I your use, own laundry separately. You get your that, detergent, his detergent, you're good. That's what we scented. have done. We had to sep- we had to segregate our laundry. I use scented laundry. When I sweat, do I smell like a French whore? You better answer that really carefully. So we got our first comment. <laughs> Whoa. Caroline Day said, hi, ladies, you are my favorite podcast. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Thank you. <laughs> Should we say something filthy? Oh, to- no. Crying laughing face from <laughs> Diana Alexander Hamilton. Sorry if I butchered your name. But. This is all going in the podcast. <laughs> all of it. I'm not cutting any of it out. <laughs> we may want to uh, move on to books, though, because we're 40 minutes in, though. Oh, what? Some of that beginning you're probably yeah. going to have to cut out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a bunch okay. of it. She just said she was not cutting anything. <laughs> no, I'm well, just joking around. for the Facebook Live. All right, hold on. Oh. We got... Oh, we can't cut anything out of that. Only... Oh, crappy Olia. I, I need my phone, honey. Okay, How long so... are we going to yeah, do the Facebook we're... Live? Yeah. Well, I could look it up on Tyler's phone. Can I get into my Gmail account with this? You, we're gonna have to before we get into our actual book reviews. We're gonna have to cut the cord because we gotta do the thing. But if you want to listen to the book reviews, then you you're gonna need to go to Three Book Girls on SoundCloud and look that shit up. And on September 29th, we will be at Full Circle Bookstore, and we will be be reviewing three books. We've posted the information on our Facebook and everywhere. Yeah, pretty I much. set up an event so, so you can go in and say you're interested in going, and it'll record you. And we'll be drinking beer. <laughs> yes. Yep. Coop Ale Works will be there. We can't wait. We'll see you there. Mwah, mwah, mwah. The end. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> How many people did we have listening? Uh, they got up to five at one time, but it still is. See, that's why we got to get them used to it. We yeah. have to get them used to the Do idea I save of it. it? Should it was I save steady it? at four. Yeah. If you want to, you, you definitely need to press share, though. I'm going to listen to this podcast later and be horrified at the sound of my voice. <laughs> no, you will I not. I am every time. I sound so it? weird. <laughs> I sound like I'm 12. Very nice. Hold on. I'll have to I sound like I'm a smoker or something. My voice is always like really husky. So. Yeah, I'm a smoker and I still sm- sound like I'm 12. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Yep. You, if, mwah, you need, mwah, mwah. if you want me to do it again, just let me know so we can practice a couple more times. Or... Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe. Maybe if yeah. we do. Maybe if we do it on Friday night and get people kind of used to the idea, of doing our first monologue or whatever, 
not our monologue. Like the but very beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, our intro. Are we going to go in order today? Or are we going to we're going to really make things interesting? Talk about what we're reading. Bunny, you want to go or you want me to go this time? I can go. We can go in our usual order if you That's want. That's fine. I don't care. Want to? All right. You know I'm easy. Proceed. Well, I read, like I said last week, a book that was sent to us by a publisher. And this book is not out yet. It's set to be released in October. And it's called The Wounded Muse by Robert F. Delaney. And this is about China right before, like a year or two before the Olympics in 2000, was it eight? 2008 that the Olympics mm-hmm. came to? I think so. Okay. And so the city is changing very fast because they have to get ready for the Olympics. And so they're tearing down all of these old buildings. And people aren't even getting warning that they're going to destroy their apartment building. They're just writing demolish on the side and that's like your eviction notice. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Crap. And they like, they um, relocate like homeless population and like all of the little side markets mm-hmm. like people go into sell the things that they like grew on their farm or yeah, whatever the like vendor stalls right and, the yeah. vendor of the poor people who mm-hmm. come to sell their their food and whatever and so the, the city is changing really really fast mm-hmm. and there is a Chinese journalist named Chiang and I'm probably not going to get any of these names right <laughs> I'll just warn you right now Um, And he was born in China and he went to the USA. He he has a green card for the USA and he was in California for a long time. And then he came back to China and he started writing a documentary about the changes in, in China for the Olympics. Well, the Chinese government doesn't exactly allow free speech like we do Mm -hmm. here. So they have to kind of go through different alleyways to try to to get the comments that they want for the documentaries without being found out by the authorities because it's not allowed. And they monitor your phone calls. They bug your apartment, especially journalists. And they don't even try to hide it. No, they don't. <laughs> Unlike they, some other countries. <laughs> they, you know, they don't want you talking shit about their mm-hmm. country. They want everything that comes out of China to be, you know, on a positive note, which I mean, they're trying to boost their economy up still. And I think I don't think they're communist at this time, but I think it's not very long after they have gone democracy after communist. I'm not really sure. Are they socialist now? I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know a lot about China. But anyways, so Chiang is doing all these documentaries and he's trying to do them on like, you know, burner cell phones mm-hmm. and he even goes so far as after he does an interview he he takes a razor and cuts a hole in the sole of his shoe and puts the sims or the usb inside of mm-hmm. his shoe so they can't find it wow yeah that's cool at least he didn't put it up as okay yeah <laughs> well i mean he was he was still at the person's house i'd be kind of excuse me inappropriate let me just drop trow here real fast <laughs> you can do I that discreetly to, i have right. to file something <laughs> exactly i love the way you shifted in your seat just now <laughs> you did that so discreetly i could never Sorry. do that i'm like i can't reach it <laughs> you need the special tool <laughs> But anyways, and Jake has a friend from the that is from the U.S. named Jake, who grew up in Kentucky, and um, he went to Beijing for school. He was like an expat, and he gets a job as a journalist over in China. But he mainly does like financial news and like stuff like that. He does. He's not into anything that's too. Political. Controversial yeah. or, or political, but he's friends with Chiang, and also they are both gay, so they mm. kind of meet on the gay scene. And so that's this, a, this just took an interesting twist. Is, is there a romance subplot or? Well, there's kind of a romance because Jake likes Chiang, and Chiang acts like he likes Jake, but he tells Jake that he has to focus on the documentary, so he can't even think about that right now. So, so he wants to just be friends. Well, I mean, they're they're friends and they're, I mean, Jake helps him out with like translating for the documentary because he's from the U.S. and, you know, he's fluent in 
Mandarin also, so you know he can help Jiang where he lacks in the abilities for English. And um, well, Jiang disappears. Oh no! And nobody's quite sure what happened to him, but they're pretty sure that he's been detained by the police. So then it becomes this search for Chiang. And the police are not very cooperative whatsoever with with trying to tell them what happened. They keep changing their story about, well, yeah, we do have them. No, maybe we don't have them. We've never seen them before. And, well, you need to talk with this person. And it just they're just all over the place because they don't want to tell them. And at the same time that you have this story going on, you have another story about... I want to say his name is like Dae Wing. His story, and he is from northeast China, I think. But he, it's a farming community. He's very poor. And his schoolhouse has, I don't know if it like explodes or like the weight of snow like tears it apart. But anyways, his schoolhouse is destroyed. People are hurt. And he doesn't have anywhere to go to school. So they send his parents send a Wang to his aunt and uncle in the city to go to school. Well, when he goes to school in the city, he finds that he's so far behind everybody else because he's gone to this small rural school and basically didn't learn very much that, and he just can't catch up. So he's an, an adult and he works and everything, but he's a drifter. He kind of stays in different places as free he only has the money that he works at different various jobs to buy food. I mean, he's pretty much homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, Duang meet or goes to Beijing where Jake and Jiang live, and he meets Jake on an elevator. So they kind of form a friendship, just a friendship, nothing more, oh. just a friendship. Oh. And so he plays into the story, too. And it it was it was a really good book. It's very well written, and you know how I like a political story <laughs> because Bonnie gets all excited about politics. because even though Chiang and Jake are gay, mm-hmm. it it's not really the main plot of the story. It just see adds, I like it when they do that. I like right. I like it when that's not the main focus. When they're just regular people, they just mm-hmm. happen to be gay. Right. Yep. I mean, it adds to it because. They definitely are against, you know, the homosexuals in China at the time. It mm-hmm. definitely gives them a strike against them. Mm-hmm. But the investigation is more about the documentary. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was it was really good. I really cool. enjoyed it. Okay, let's have the title and artist. It was called The Wounded Muse by Robert F. Delaney. And like I said, it's not set to come out until October. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was very, very good. And I read this on an ebook. It's one of the reasons why it took me so long to read because I am not a fast reader like Martha and Nicole is. But I do a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, I do a lot my of commute. Mm-hmm. Right. I have well, to. The problem is is when I sit down to read a book, I read for about an hour and then I can't keep my eyes open. Mm-hmm. So I have to either get up and do something or go to bed. So that's why I like audiobooks. Yeah. I listen to him during my commute because my commute is about 40 minutes from where I live to the tiny library where I work. Mm-hmm. And so that's plenty of time to get ebooks in. Right. Or uh, audiobooks. Audio. I mean, to get mm-hmm. audiobooks in. Yeah. Audiobooks are wonderful. I love them. Audiobooks. Overdrive. Oh my gosh. I love Overdrive. We have an actual librarian in here to tell us about yeah. Overdrive, oh, even though Overdrive. we've been talking about Overdrive. Yeah. Overdrive for years. Well, you know, I made my New Year's resolution that I was going to read five regular books and five ebooks this year. And this is my second ebook that I've read. So I have to do three more by the end of the year. I have my hard copies done. I did plenty yeah. of those. You're and of way course, ahead of me, though. Of course, audio. I've, I've done blow that out of the water before the second week in mm-hmm. January. <laughs> yeah, overdrive my is definitely my challenge was, was uh, read five books about llamas. About llamas. I haven't oh, wow. done no llamas so far. Yeah. Well, you're slacking. I'm 70% done with my... Seventy percent. Well, mine was partly you did <clears throat> read fifty books, so I'm at thirty-five. Mm-hmm. After sometimes after listening to an audiobook, I need a break. 
Yeah. And I'll take a break from reading or something. And then the material I read is depressing because, <laughs> because I have a thing for apocalyptic sci-fi and dystopias. Yeah, me so too. I read depressing mm-hmm. stuff. I guess I just like the seeing the world be destroyed How or something. How is the world going to end? Yeah. I'll, and I like, I'm interested in the ways that people react to the end of the world, how they cope with it. Well, so. why don't, speaking of that, why don't we just lead that right into your review? That's a great segue. Okay, so the book that I read was, and I read it um, a couple weeks ago, it was called Future Home of the Living God, and I'm not sure how to pronounce the author's last name. It's Louise Erdrich? Erdrich. Erdrich. Okay, so she writes a lot of Native American fiction, which I really haven't read any Native American fiction as I far as I I reviewed one of her books on this podcast before. She's fantastic. Yeah. What was that one girl that... They, the Mariana, Mariana, Mariana Evans. She does um, Native American stuff. You'd, you'd probably like her stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't read much Native American fiction, so this was kind oh, of... Oh, I ran- thought you said no, you I did. Don't. I'm I sorry. don't read much of it, so this was kind of getting into stuff that I haven't read before. But Future Home of the Living God is it's in that same vein of ap- apocalyptic dystopia sci-fi that I really like. It's kind of like The Handmaid's Tale, by our Margaret Atwood, which mm-hmm. The Handmaid's Tale starts after everything's gone to shit. Mm-hmm. And Future Home of the Living God is before things go bad and then as they're going bad. So you see a society descend into a Handmaid's Tale-like scenario, the government, society, and everything like that. Um, so what it is, is, is she's a young woman, and she's pregnant out of wedlock. She's uh, Ojibwe, and she's adopted by these... Uh, really liberal vegan democrats from uh buddhists i think they're buddhists too i don't know they're vegan democrats yeah and they're buddhists um so she's adopted by these people but she goes and she finds her birth mother on the ojibwe reservation and kind of connects with her and as this is happening um they don't talk about it a whole lot because it's kind of almost like in the background while she's meeting her birth mother and connecting with her roots um Evolution starts working backward and people like animals and people are being born looking like they're further back on the evolutionary chain and it's happening kind of slowly like I it they don't really explain it but it sounds like people are giving birth to like monkey like babies which newborns kind of look like monkeys anyway sometimes but um so they're they're kind of looking like they're like they're back in the evolutionary chain cats are no longer cats and so things are evolving and they're going backwards in a sense. Um, so it becomes clear that the world's going to go to shit and she's pregnant. So she decides, well, you know, I'm going to start preparing for an apocalypse. So she goes out and she buys diapers and she buys baby clothes and then she buys liquor. She goes to the liquor store <laughs> and she says, what do people drink when they're depressed, when the world's coming to an end? And the guy says, they'll drink anything. And she says, okay, load up my trunk. So she buys liquor, she buys cigarettes, she buys ammunition, anything she can barter with. So she's going to Target and buying baby clothes and then also preparing for the apocalypse. And it's a really great, uh, I really liked the visual of it, you know, trying to deal with motherhood when everything is falling apart. So she's going and buying uh, 25 diapers, five cases of ammo, and... All Four the, bottles of vodka. All the vodka you have. I'll take all the vodka you have. I'm thinking she should go through self-checkout. <laughs> That's going to look really weird. So, okay. That's what we were going to talk about. I remembered. Self-checkout? Self-checkout. No, the stuff you buy, the weird stuff you buy oh. in the checkout. Oh. Too late now. People, yeah, people I know, judge I know. you for it. So. Okay. So, uh, anyway, there's a lot of really interesting uh, religious imagery in the book because she talks about how as... Creatures are being born further back on the evolutionary chain. She says, we have not forgotten who we are or who we were. We've not forgotten who we were. And this is how our DNA is remembering, you know, our past, our ancestors. So we're just working backward. And then she says that it turns out the creation story was wrong. So people are panicking because suddenly their faith is being challenged. And she's Catholic. The character is Catholic. So it's very interesting. Um she talks about how it is a reverse incarnation that you know god became flesh now god is is withdrawing from us that we're losing the divine it's pulling away and we'll we're regressing and that one of the first things we will lose is science we will Mm -hmm. stop understanding science how the world works 
Um, so it, it was really, really interesting. There was a lot of really great sci-fi and religious imagery, which I'm a huge fan of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like I said, it is a Handmaid's Tale scenario where they start arresting pregnant women um, in hopes that the baby you're carrying is normal and not a monkey or a rabbit or a lizard or whatever that's going to come crawling out of your vagina and scare everybody. <laughs> so, but there's all this, there's all this crazy stuff is happening because, you know, the animals are devolving as well. And she sees a saber tooth cat in her backyard and it's, it kills a chocolate lab. Aww. And so she, her, her boyfriend comes home and he, and she says, there's a cougar in the backyard eating a chocolate lab. And he said, I didn't know cougars ate chocolate. And then they just start laughing because it's so horrific, but it's funny at the same time. Um, so there's a lot of little funny lines in it, uh, just little random funny stuff like that. Like there's one where, um, for some reason on the reservation, they're wanting to do a shrine to the patron saint, patron saint of Native Americans. And her um, whoever's talking about, I guess it's her mother, says that the saint only appears to like people who are gamblers i guess or something she only appears to the feckless and the guy I love that word feckless the feckless and the guy that's on the tribal council said i didn't know she appeared to virgins only and she says feckless not fuckless <laughs> <laughs> so it has some really great lines like that in between it being absolutely depressing and it just goes downhill and gets worse and worse but uh, i really liked the imagery and uh, of, you know, the whole de-evolving and the reverse incarnation and all that. And uh, it just gets really scary and dystopian really fast. And It sounds it's, interesting. Yeah, but okay. it's really cool because... It sounds the, like the, your kind of book, Martha. Yeah, because the me... Native Americans are at the same time we're going like, well, all, all, the, all these white people are freaking out. Let's go reclaim the land we lost in the treaty. So the Ojibwe are going around and like, they've got a map and they're like coloring it with markers and they're retaking their lands because... Like, society is collapsing everywhere, so they're like, we got our shit together, so we're just going to go take our <laughs> land back. So it's really awesome in that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I read this book. Yes. And I liked all the parts that weren't sci-fi. Really? Because it pissed me off so much that they weren't explaining anything. It was I know, almost it was in, weird. It was in the background. Mm-hmm. It was like... It was like almost beside the point Mm -hmm. of the story. The story was absolutely fabulous. The writing Mm -hmm. style is incredible. I loved all of those parts, Mm -hmm. but it it almost felt like the sci-fi part of it was pasted in Mm -hmm. because it didn't it didn't make any sense at all to me. All of the devolving and all of that kind of stuff. No, they didn't go into enough detail at all. Mm -hmm. And so, for that reason, I was angry at the book. Yeah, because it was so good. The parts where um, the interaction between her and her birth mother. Mm-hmm. If there's something is, happening in the background, and the yeah, explanation but nobody is ever like, explains it. But that it left part you wondering. It. No, it just made me angry. Well, I, went, I didn't even care enough about the weirdness to even really mm-hmm. ask about it because it didn't make any intuitive sense at all. Maybe Does she that just makes sense to come up with a way an excuse for them to kidnap pregnant women. Like, why are pregnant women so valuable? Okay, well, it's because everything we're giving birth to is devolving. I and don't that's know, kind just, of what it was like. It was kind of yeah. like, I, I don't know. But that, then all that the explanation was of it, yeah, all the explanation of it, you know, that we're, uh, that the divine is withdrawing from humanity is the reverse incarnation. So I guess that's just well, where and, she wanted to make that point. Right. So. And and that this is a great um, example mm-hmm. of how two people read the same book mm-hmm. and get completely different reads from it mm-hmm. i recommend it if you like the handmaid's tale which i love the handmaid's tale mm-hmm. um so if you like books like that that's it's definitely in that but it's like i said it's more of the build-up rather than starting you know in the middle of where everything's just falling apart it's things slowly crumbling and it's people who are actually isolated from the chaos and i, I guess like that's what the that... reservation means it's like they're isolated yeah. from where it's so chaotic and it is does get a little long-winded at times but it's beautifully written. Yes, it is. Okay, give us title and artist of it. Okay, it is uh, Future Home of the Living God by Louise Erdrich. Okay. Nick Nick. All right, we're moving from sci-fi to thriller. Thriller. Uh, but this one is called Sweet Little Lies, and I am usually really good at pronouncing names or at least bullshitting my way through a name. <laughs> but this one I'm really not sure on. I think it's Kaz Freyer, but it's literally spelled C-A-Z first name 
last name F R A. Wait, F R E A R, which is, I think it's Russian. F R E A R. Kaz. Freer. So Kaz Freer or Freer or however you feel like pronouncing it today. I don't know. <laughs> but I uh, guess is as good as mine. Uh, okay, so this one is one of those thrillers that everybody gets really excited about, kind of. Um, so which, it was hyped? Was it hyped up? I don't know if this one was hyped. I didn't really see anything about it. But it's like, there's a term for it. It's these, they're called uh, overnight best-selling thrillers or something weird like that, where like uh, Woman in Cabin 10 and all these, even if they're not necessarily hyped, Girl they're like the these train, thriller. Gone like, Girl. Mm-hmm, and they're very popular right now. Which and I've been kind of trying to make my way through them a little bit. There are a lot of them. And yeah. this one came out, and so I I read this one, and it was actually pretty good. But it's about a girl, and she's really young, and I was kind of surprised how young she was because it said her birth year, and I was like, she's only a year, like younger or older than I am. But she's a detective, a murder detective, and um, she. Has just gotten off of a horrible case in which she found a like young child, eight years old, uh, slumped over her dead prostitute mother's body, like covered in blood, brushing her hair. The only Damn. thing she had eaten, I know, yeah. So, but she had just gotten off this. Well, she was still kind of working on this case. It had gone cold, um, but she then this other case pops up where a woman is found dead in an alleyway um, and she starts working that but it goes into her history and when she was younger and a child um, a girl in the town she lived in went missing and they never figured out what happened to her but she was always convinced her father had something to do with it Whoa. Like, and that's kind of why she became a detective and all of this stuff but she never admitted it to anybody and she always kind of hinted to her dad that she thought maybe he had something to do with it you crazy bastard i know you killed her she never did anything about it she never told anyone about it other than her father and all of this stuff well so she gets this new case woman's found in like an alley well it turns out it's the girl who went missing from her town a long time Whoa. ago that she thought her father killed, like had something to do with her disappearance. Boy, but she felt guilty. Well, except then she finds out that this girl, like when they find her and they ID her, her name doesn't pop up as the same name she knew her as when she was a kid. And so then she finds out this woman had like ran away or whatever. She doesn't really understand yet what's happened, but married this guy changed her name he doesn't know she used to have another name and then finds out she's living like kind of a completely she had been living a completely different life but she's trying to figure out what happened in between and she still thinks her dad like she accuses him of fucking her even though she was a teenager when oh wow and like all this she just and she has she talks about how much she hated her dad like in everything she would do to piss him off when she was a kid because she thought he had something to do with this because he lied to the police when he said he didn't know her when she went missing. So she just got it in her head. And so, um, but it's really good because you, this, all of this stuff you find out really quick in the novel. Uh, And so you're like, this, like, especially once you find out that, woman has like a second identity which also again is not giving anything away super quick um that at that point you immediately are like what the fuck is going on and it gets i don't know i just really enjoyed reading it and it's pretty short too it's only it's less than 300 pages wow that is super short so if you need a good like beach thriller or just something to read on a weekend rainy weekend to keep you awake this is definitely one of those. Cool. Mm. All right. So what's that one again? It's called Sweet Little Lies by Kaz Freer. Freer. Do you feel freer know. now, Nicole? Freer. I don't know. Freer. 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 That reminds me of those, when, when you're calling out people's names and you don't know how to pronounce them. Trash Freer. <laughs> the worst ever is, okay, I was, <laughs> nobody judge me. I was a telemarketer for a year and a half when I was a teenager. I know. 
But I wasn't one of those pushy ones. Usually you told me, usually I got in trouble for not rebuttaling enough. Because it'd say, no, I'm not interested. I'd be, all right, thanks. Okay, sorry to but you. Yeah, when nice you. When you're sitting there waiting for your next call, because it's like automatic, like mm-hmm. the computer automatically has a call list that it's going to, your the screen pops up like as they're answering. So you have like two seconds to look at this name and say, hi, I need to speak with... <laughs> Robert Czechoslovakiski. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes they're like, I'm not interested. And you're like, I know how they knew that was like, There's no one here by that name. <laughs> yeah. For the record, in Mexico, my name is Nicole because they can't figure out how to say Nicole with an H in it. The H is silent, just like in vehicle. But in Mexico, they don't know, so they it's just call me Nichole. It's not a vehicle, it's a vehicle. I kind of like my Mexican name. My, my Mexican name is Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Oh, yeah, because we, yeah. <laughs> Veronica. You guys both got interesting names. Yeah. Well, mine was literally, I was trying to get into my transfer vehicle, and they were like, Nichole. And I was like, what? That sounds like a dessert, doesn't it? <laughs> Nichole Baranica. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Nichole de loche. <laughs> I have no idea what mine would be. Vivian. Yeah, because Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. Because they don't say V very well. So it's Bibian? Vivian? Vivian. The, the, Vivian. That's yeah, because the V is I'm a Marta. Because they don't see. do the TH. Let's see, O is like an A, isn't it? No, not necessarily. It just depends on the person pronouncing it. Or, well, no, the O is like an O. Oh. Like a long O. Oh, Veronica. So, I'm weirded out right now. Because E is like A. Of all the shit I've heard in They this may just podcast, be able to pronounce your name correctly. That's I'm just I'm officially weirded out. Because <laughs> they, don't they say, they weirded say her viva. out with the name thing. Like, don't they say, don't they use the word viva in Spanish? Why would they say? That's, well, that's yeah, different, that's, though. That's more but not a, in a name. That's more like, Spa- like Spain. Yeah, that's more oh. like Spain, not not Mexican. Well, oh, see, when we weird. took when we took Spanish in school, we all had to have yeah Spanish names. So our teacher went through, and anyone who had one that could be translated, she translated. But mm-hmm. if you didn't, you had to pick a new name. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yours just might be one that you have to pick a I, new name. Okay, so when I did high school Spanish, okay. Confession, Vivian is not my birth name. It's the name that I chose for myself. Um, I went through some crazy life changes, became a librarian, and I changed my name. Oh my God, she's like a freaking superhero over here. What was that? You were talking about a second personality? Maybe we need to write a book about our librarian. Yeah, I know. I'm a freak. Yay. Um, No, I never liked my... <laughs> I I never I never liked my birth name. Sorry, mom. So I chose a new name for myself. It was the name of my next door neighbor when I was a kid. I always loved her name. I thought it was so pretty. That's really cool. And I like things that are vintage. You know, like the retro, like like your purse. Yeah, like my and your purse. Glasses. If you saw me on 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 the lives the, the Facebook live thing, I have on huge nineteen fifties. Cat eye glasses. Mm-hmm. And I that's the first kind of, time I told Martha when I saw her. I'm like. Did you see her glasses? Yeah. You dress dress for the job you want. Dude, did you see her glasses? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Dress for the job you want. I think that's why they hired me. That and my name is... like a librarian. My name is now Vivian, you know, which sounds like a librarian, as opposed to the old name I had, which sounded like 1980s Mean Girl. You know, high school Mean Girl. Heather? No. It started with the letter C, and that's all I'm going to say. So anyway, in high school Spanish, there was no equivalent for this name, so I had to go by Carmen. And it was weird because it was not, it didn't Carmen. sound anything like my Carmen. name, but I went by Carmen. That's uh, my boyfriend's grandma's name. It's a great name, but I it knew just a chick named Carmen, me. but it's I was very, weird. it is very Mexican because his, his grandma's Mexican. She makes mole and everything. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grandma mole. I knew a Carmen in high school and she was a mean girl and I didn't like her. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. All right, See, kids. and I was never a mean girl in high school. I Your was turn, the Martha. frumpy dork nobody ever talked to, so... <laughs> And I'm going to live up to my name as the reviewer of weird books. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I review a book called The Epiphany Machine by David Burr Gerard. All right. Imagine, if you will, a machine looks kind of like a sewing machine, but not quite. 
that tattoos on your arm something that fits your personality, but you don't get to pick it. The machine picks it for you. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, yeah, actually, that would be kind of neat. But this, this, <laughs> this was a very, very weird... Unless you were a mean girl and it says bitch. <laughs> and, and you know, this was really interesting for a ton of different reasons, but the biggest reason that I liked it is because it was so, you know, I love thought-provoking novels. Things that make mm-hmm. you think outside the box. Things that are totally make you go in a different direction. And this one was like that. So this machine, uh, the guy who came up with the machine, we'll just say that because there, there isn't a lot of explanation as to how it came about, maybe a little near the end, but um, his name is uh, Adam Lyons and he is the keeper of the machine and he lives in this little apartment in New York City and sort of just takes donations for having people get these tattoos. And it's when tattoos were illegal and it is... Um, is this set in a particular time period? Well, this or? was in the 60s, 70s okay. area, era. And um, it talks about all these different t- types of phrases that people get on their arms and stuff. But the main character of it is Venter. And Venter is the offspring of a woman who abandoned him because of what her tattoo said. And then she mm-hmm. sought out the man that owned the machine and went to work for him. Mm-hmm. But he's never met his mother. So he's now an adult, and he wants to find his mother. So he goes in search of this man and his machine <clears throat> and ends up immediately pretty much getting a tattoo. Because the guy says, well, sounds to me like you need a tattoo. Hmm. So he ends up getting one, and it says something to the... I could, I, since I listened to the audio version of this book, I couldn't look up exactly what the phrase said that he got on his arm, but it was something like, um, um, needs the approval of others. Hmm. Some of the other things... Um, there, were, there were two other really important tattoos in this, in this book, in the story. One of which was his best friend goes and he's not he's making fun of the whole concept and everything but he ends up getting a tattoo while he's there and the tattoo says likes to blow things up well he is um in appearance very similar to what a middle eastern person might look like and this is very close to 9-11 so you get all of the echoes of that in there as well Mm -hmm. He immediately interprets the tattoo to mean that he is always blowing things up as in his relationships. Mm. Okay, he's he's a very positive guy. You know, he's very happy-go-lucky. And you really don't get the impression that he's bothered by it at all. Mm. But it comes to affect his life greatly. Greatly. Mm. Um the, the other tattoo, which raises an interesting problem, is doesn't respect boundaries. When he meets this woman early on, she's his teacher, and she has the tattoo, and she tries to get him to go into the ladies' room with her. Ooh. And she's like, I really like you, so I'm going to leave school and never see you again. So the machine tends to give a tattoo based on who you are, who you really are. The doesn't respect boundaries people are all, as it turns out, pedophiles. What a twist. So, Venter, among other, for, among other reasons, wants to make sure that, that the authorities don't get a list of the people who have that tattoo, or any tattoo. Hmm. He doesn't think it's fair you to mean go you around. You don't want to know who the who the pedophiles <clears throat> well, are. Well, I don't I think mean, that he quite understands. That would be helpful. All of that. Well, it would be helpful, but <clears throat> and it's, yep. it, there are a few really good twists in the book, um, and and even I don't know. It's just really the whole thing was just so full of little bits and pieces like that, where you have the stories just swirling around all of it, and it's a very well written book, but it's weird. Just so you know, it's a weird book. And if you don't like weird, you're not going to like it. But it was really an interesting social experiment type 
book to read and it was fascinating. And I think that in a book discussion, if a bunch of people read this book, you would get some fascinating discussions going out of it because it really was cool. Makes me wonder what it would mm-hmm. tattoo on me. See, I'd be and afraid to know. Yeah, that, I'd be afraid to know. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. You know, thinking of what, and it's always only on the forearm because the the machine itself is unwieldy, and you can't fit anything into it except for your forearm. That's the only because it it won't. You, you can put your foot in there. It's like when you go get a dog tag made at the. Yeah, you just stick. Smart. You just yeah. stick your arm in there, and the machine does its thing, and and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And it just has a, a, the same font for everybody. You want to hear something funny? Hmm. My niece has a tattoo on her forearm that's that's a quote that says, do you suppose she's a wildflower? So. That's kind of interesting. She's a step in the future. See, she's got an epiphany tattoo. Mm-hmm. And they become very fashionable at one point to have an epiphany tattoo. But you see lots of people wearing long sleeves because they don't want people to see what's on their wrist. They don't want you to know that they're a pedophile. Well, I mean, that's knowledge that <laughs> that's only scary. that knowledge itself is really only with the people who are doing the tattoo. Oh, they understand that he like, nobody yeah. else understands. No, the nobody really oh, okay. understands what that means mm-hmm. until after a while. The more people who get tattoos, then the police start to notice that all of these guys who've been arrested have the same tattoo. Yeah, but if they arrest people <clears throat> who only have the tattoo without actually committing a crime. Exactly. That's yeah. where you can it kind of reminds me of what was that one Tom Cruise movie where they had the precogs? Yes. Um, and they were arresting people before they committed the crimes. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Oh, I can't yeah. remember it either. But that's that's kind of what yes. that made me think of. Ex- and that's exactly the reason that they don't want to turn over that list. Right. Because you can't convict someone if they haven't actually committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the teacher who, you know, stopped herself from doing this. Right, because she said, I really like you, so I'm never going to see you again. Right, and then went away. She understood that she had those feelings, and that's why she distanced herself. Right. So So there there you go. Like I said, great, great discussion material. So if you've got a really funky book club, this is the one, I think. It's called The Epiphany Epiphany Machine by David Burr Gerard. Awesome. All right. I won't be here. She's not going to be here next week. Oh, because okay. next oh, week I okay. have scuba diving classes like a week, and then except for Wednesday, which then we have a sports animal I want, event. I want a video of you in a scuba diving class, Nicole. Why? I don't know. Just the idea of you with that big old. <clears throat> m- Could you thing Facebook on your, live that? That thing on your face, you know, Gosh, Travis, to take a picture of me. Yeah, that's just cool. a respirator thingy. I don't know what they're called. You just hold it there. Yeah, but people look so bizarre in those outfits. My husband has scuba gear, and he looks so bizarre. I have goggles and my snorkel and my fins. I'll send you a picture of me in my goggles. I want to see a picture of you in your scuba diving outfit. Okay, how about me and Travis go scuba diving in Mexico and then get pictures taken? Okay. All right. (laughs) That works. They can take your picture, like, underwater. Yeah, (laughs) that would be awesome. Travis has pictures on, like, scuba diving. I didn't go with him that time, though, so I don't have any... Cool well, yeah, I do it together, and then I really we just want a wetsuit, guys. Wetsuits are awesome. Boy, do they suck in the fat. Good. Ugh, I can't get them off though. You can't because when you're wet. Well, of course. imagine you know, like getting being sweaty. Remember we talked about being sweaty, sweaty and trying, and trying no. to get your jeans off. It's ten times worse with a wetsuit. Hey, according no, to no, my no, scuba no. manual, it says you can buy a skin suit to go under your wetsuit, so you can actually take your wetsuit off. It's easier. Put it on. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it, almost like a legging material. So <laughs> it's like a barrier. Yeah. So it comes off easy. Layer up, people. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I'd want to, if I have a hard enough time with sweaty jeans, I couldn't imagine sweaty and plastic or well, rubber. <laughs> but you just go jump in the water, I guess, and you're better. I don't know. Um, I think, I just think, I don't know. I think they look cool. So I'm just like, I want one. But I don't want to pay for I one. I think they look cool on other tag. people. I don't yeah, think that really they would expensive. look good on me. I don't think that I could pull off a wetsuit very easy. You'd look very svelte in a wetsuit because they svelte. suck everything in. Yeah. Let me just say my Sleek. goggles are not attractive. They make <laughs> If you do scuba diving, they require, at least the place I'm going, requires you to have goggles, snorkel, and fins. Like, personally. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff you can get rented out, but... I had to go pick out my goggles. And of course, you don't get to pick the attractive ones. You just have to pick ones that fit your face. Right. I have a weird face. I have junior, and junior then, face. I just like, little, I have like a, this face. fishy looking mouth because it like pushes in yeah, my lips. It pushes right here. And I'm here. just like, oh my God. So it like Hopefully pushes your lips out. Me. 
Martha, then you... <laughs> I'll, I'll take pictures. Okay, you Just come to Tinker Air along. Force next week and... No, I mean, I'll, I'll receive the pictures when you take them. So that's just said. I'm going to hide my... all. Get busy reading that manual, devices. Nicole. We don't want you to drown because you didn't study. Thanks. I'm almost done. Oh. So that's your excuse for not having read? I have until Monday, guys. <laughs> that's why you picked a short book this week. Yeah. <laughs> she's, not even, she's not even going to deny My it. My book was only 258 pages. I'm just saying, if you're going to give her a hard time, you're giving me a hard time. Mine was an audiobook, so I have no idea how long it was. Now, the audiobook that I'm listening to that's 30 hours, I only have six hours left of that. Guys, I tried to listen to the audiobook the other week and it was awful. I'm just Which one did you try, though? Uh, the president, the one with Bill Clinton. And oh, you Bill didn't like that? The president no, it literally is going to make me fall asleep at my God, desk. I love that guy. It is so boring. It is not boring. I loved it. I sound like a little kid. <sighs> you, would probably, you, you would probably like that uh, Wounded Muse. Whenever it comes out, the in political October. one, yes, well, when For she read the China it. one, because was it audiobook? No, or the actual book. Well, the, story? the, the actual book's coming out in October because the story so, sounds good. I just didn't know if you meant if I'd like the audiobook. Well, I know you don't like audio, but the actual story itself, because I read it, I didn't do audio on that. I actually oh. read it. Yeah, the story sounded really interesting. Yeah, like, but I like it. after reading a couple of books that you've read, I bet you you would like that one because mm-hmm. it's a lot like some of the books that we have both read. I'll probably have to read it. But yeah, but the audio book was just like, I put more emotion, I guess, into my own reading. So I was just like, what? Is... And I was trying to enter orders like for a system switch while I was doing it. Because uh, that's why I went and got a freaking audio book. <laughs> you just needed a different one. That guy is, an, he's an acquired taste. Literally, I was going to I, I really like him, but desk. he's an acquired taste. What, the narrator? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's some narrators that are better than others. Like, Agreed. The audio book that I'm listening to right now. I love the book. The book is awesome and I'm getting and I'm used to the narrator, but it took a little bit for me to get used to how the narrator was reading the story. Well, so the other deal, it was like, okay, Martha says you can speed this shit up. So I was like, <laughs> let me see if this works. You can. You can. No, it makes all the pauses he has even more awkward. It's like, I don't need a 10 minute pause after every sentence, dude. Yeah. You know, when it I was listen pretty to... Um, so gone, maybe I just need to find a different It's a guy. different book. Yeah. When I Get listened to gone, at the, gone with the Wind, <laughs> yeah. they did that a lot in the audio version. Mm-hmm. Well, I sped it up even more than what I usually speed it up. I, I put it like on Martha Speed because they were talking like through the whole thing and doing pauses like crazy and I had to speed it up. You need that one book. Remember um, one that I read the commercial from? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was the name of that one? I have one more audible credit. Was it like Beauty Queen? Be- or yeah. yeah. That was so funny that that will be perfect because she's really expressive and funny and Is really good. Is that safe for me to listen at my, to at my desk because I don't have headphones? They're somewhere in my garage. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. Is it safe for work? What was the, what was the initials that NSFW? Put on? <laughs> Not safe, Not for, safe work. for work. I put that on all my Goodreads because um, when I went into the books that I review on this podcast, mm-hmm. I put it into Goodreads and I put the um, episode number and then I put a little description of our podcast and then I put NSFW. Yeah, and why is it when you're listening to a book at work and you're not using headphones, like it seems like when you get to the sexy parts everybody in the office is quiet <laughs> and you're like, I need to turn this down. I'm start going to like the crime scene thing on CBS and just listen, watching like 60 minutes <laughs> instead of audio books because I actually one, one of the people who are above me because you know I'm so low level came out and walked by my desk and it was it wasn't a sex scene thank goodness but it was a scene where they were fighting so it was like their voices were raised so I didn't turn the volume up or anything but they were talking loud and she's like who's shouting I'm like it's just my program that I'm listening to <laughs> sorry <laughs> whoops um, we're going to talk about this until the end of freaking time not until the end of time just until September 29th and we're going to say it every freaking time so that you will come and watch us on Facebook live or better yet come. be there in the audience in person at Full Circle Bookstore on September 29th at 7pm along with Coop Aleworks because you know we gotta have beer and we have three books for you to choose from or you can read all three if you like. 
The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, The Book Thief by Marcus Suzek, and The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. And I just gave the uh, this audio version of Night Circus to one of my friends who's coming. Yay! We're going to fill this bitch out. We are going to make this bookstore into a party. And we're going to have giveaways, I think. Yes, we are going to have giveaways. We're going to have some big baskets of, of beer stuff to give away. We're going to give some away. We're going to give away some of our brand new shiny mugs. I have some books I think we can give away. And some books to give away. And oh gosh, it's just going to be so exciting. I can hardly stand it going to be great yeah so put that on your calendar and if you can't make it live then watch facebook live mm-hmm. but you do and have to be present to win right yeah we i mean right. obviously we can't and i'm only going to be on one more podcast i think before the event i think yes because nicole's got uh, all kinds of exciting things going on yeah, so she's going to be feel exci- well one thing feels exciting aren't you going to be going to mexico that's the only thing that feels exciting that's pretty fucking exciting <laughs> if you ask me <laughs> i'd go to mexico I'd be all right with that. Oh, heck, don't. Well, I'll you know you, what? Stow you, tow you away. Stow you, what? Stow me away, tow me away. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I can't speak. I think that's a fat joke. I'll <laughs> tow you behind the boat. No. It's <laughs> no. not the way it was meant. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And on that note, I think that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. With special guest Vivian. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.